and welcome to the Hutong Hero. I'm your host, Ryan Price. Joined with me today, she's no stranger, <gasps> Miss Carrie Hammond. Hello. Hey, so um, how's the weather been today here in the uh, UK? So today, I got up, I was like, ah, oh, lovely, it's blue skies, it's going to be great, I'll pop the washing out. Well, no, actually, I'll, I'll yeah, ask Yeah, <laughs> I put the washing out. I just did it. Um, so the washing went out, and I was mm. like, brilliant. I look over at lunchtime and it's raining. Yeah, I can actually give you the insider scoop on that. So this morning, you know, we wake up, uh, Carrie's on her way to work. I'm making breakfast for both of us. And she's like, hey, Ryan, if I do the laundry, can you put it out? I'm like, yeah, dude, of course. <laughs> um, so laundry finishes and I, I put it out. Still a beautiful day. You know, I'm hanging it up out there. Birds are chirping. I feel like Snow White, you know, I'm like, <laughs> And they're like not singing along with me, but that's okay. In my head, it was really magical. So uh, the clothes is out there. I go back inside. Literally, as soon as the door closes, it seems like all of a sudden these nasty looking clouds move in. And since then, uh, the laundry has not been dry at all. It's just been raining nonstop. You know, this rain, this weather that we've been having, uh, it raises a lot of questions inside my soul. Um, Ooh, tell me more. Well, you know, there's this uh, extinction rebellion happening here in the UK and around the world. It's a lot of young kids, I think mostly college kids, but uh, definitely there's a wider demographic there representing this group that's basically protesting uh, in many different places, but uh, specifically we're going to talk about here in the UK and how Thursday during rush hour, some protesters from this Extinction Rebellion had been arrested now, what they got arrested for and uh, what really happened here, we're going to discuss later on in the show. And then, of course, we're going to break it down, give you an analysis of what we think. But before we do... Ooh, what's it time for? It's time for music. Summer is taking longer. I see the ego and the people get stronger. Could take a lifetime to see the right signs. So let's remind every mind we're the same. To have that income coming And we hold it down and stay grounded Some of y'all just hovering it go, 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 go. Focus on the mind inside your own go, 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 go. Yeah, never change for anyone at all Yeah, Songer, it's taking longer I see the ego in the 
let's remind every mind we're the same. Keep in mind, you might be like, air, and then you go like, oh, I need to download these guys on whatever I'm using. And so you type in A-I-R, you'd be wrong. All right? Really? It's, no, they, they have to be cool and edgy, you know? Like, oh. so it's A-E-R, A-E-R, air. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Songbird, great song, bird. Um, it's a great song. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, one of the chorus lines in that song is... He's saying that people are getting stronger. Mm -hmm. People are getting more aware. We're exchanging information. Mankind is growing together. And I think that that's something we should be proud of because I do think it's happening. And I think he also says, you know, to remind every mind that we're the same. And a lot of people might be like, whoa, Ryan, hold on. My hand's up. You can't see it. But I just want to say that not everybody's the same. I would argue with you if you did say that because I think nine out of ten people love others love their family want to see their friends and, and people they care about be successful they want to live a happy life they want more friends you know they they don't want enemies we all want to grow together but unfortunately a lot of things are happening in this world we all have different takes we're not always respectful to each other about the way we see things and this can maybe cause some friction so with that being said hopefully we can remind every mind that we are the same and let's go ahead and talk about what happened here in the UK because I think it's important to paint the picture of what's going on in this world and uh, maybe the UK can be used as an example. All right, so a BBC article that uh, was posted today, October 17th, is discussing commuters who dragged climate change protesters from the roof of a London underground train. So extinction rebellion activists climbed on the trains at Stratford, Canningtown, and Shadewell in Thursday's rush hour. Eight protesters have been arrested by British Transport Police. So the Jubilee Line and Docklands Light Railway were temporarily suspended because of this. Extinction Rebellion later said it would take stock of the reaction to the latest action for future protests. In fact, spokesman Howard Rees said, Was it the right thing to do? I'm not sure. I think we will have to have a period of reflection. It is too early to say. 
Extinction Rebellion previously said the disruption was necessary to highlight the emergency. Hayden Green, a commuter at Canningtown, said he saw the protester dragged to the floor and kicked repeatedly. Police have struggled to deal with the protests in London, so the public stepped in and, in the heat of the moment, it was taken too far. That's what he told the BBC. I support their cause, but I think how the protests have been carried out has led to more divisions. In the footage on social media, a passenger waiting for the train is seen climbing on the carriage to get one of the protesters. The activist is grabbed by the knees and dragged down, falling to the platform where he appears to be kicked and hit by angry commuters on the platform. Others can be heard shouting and swearing at the protesters. One shouts, I have to go to work too. I have to feed my kids. A second protester was chased along the top of the train carriage by a commuter before being dragged off. A third Extinction Rebellion activist who was broadcasting the protests on the group's social media accounts said he was also attacked and kicked in the head. British Transport Police said it was investigating what happened at Canningtown Station, adding it was concerned to see that a number of commuters took matters into their own hands, displaying violent behavior to detain protesters. It has appealed for anyone with information, pictures, or mobile phone footage of any of the incidents to upload them to its website. Assistant Chief Constable Sean O'Callaghan said, it is important that commuters and other rail users allow the police who are specially trained to manage these incidents. Unfortunately, there is still a risk that the Extinction Rebellion will target the rail network during this evening's peak. We will continue to have extra officers on patrol and will work to disrupt any potential criminal action before it happens. So what is Extinction Rebellion? Extinction Rebellion, or XR for short, wants governments to declare a climate and ecological emergency and take immediate action to address climate change. It describes itself as an international, nonviolent, civil disobedient activist movement. Extinction Rebellion was launched in 2018, and organizers say it now has groups willing to take action in dozens of countries. The group uses an hourglass inside a circle as its logo to represent the time running out for many species. But are its aims realistic? In the UK, Extinction Rebellion has three main demands. Number one, the government must declare a climate emergency. Number two, the UK must legally commit to reducing carbon emissions to net zero by 2025. And number three, a citizen's assembly must be formed to oversee these changes. Reducing CO2 emissions to almost zero in six years' time would be extremely ambitious. Severe restrictions on flying would be needed, diets would have to change by drastically cutting back on meat and dairy, and there would have to be a massive increase in renewable energy, along with many other radical changes. But those involved with Extinction Rebellion say the future of the planet depends on it. Co-founder Gail Braddock said, we have left it so late that we have to step up in a semi-miraculous way to deal with this situation. However, the group doesn't say what the solutions to tackle climate change should be. Instead, it wants the government to create a citizens' assembly made up of randomly selected people representing a cross-section of society. Its members would decide how to solve the climate crisis with advice from experts. So let's talk about kind of the tactics that they're using. So in April 2019, Extinction Rebellion held a large demonstration 
Station in London. Over the course of 11 days, some of the city's busiest routes were brought to a standstill. The action resulted in more than 1,100 arrests, most on suspicion of not following police instructions to move. Some activists even glued themselves to trains and to the entrance of the London Stock Exchange. Some marched on Heathrow Airport and others chained themselves up. Internationally, Extinction Rebellion estimates an additional 400 of its activists have been arrested since the 31st of October 2018, including about 70 in New York City. So what have critics said about this? It's not difficult to find people who object to Extinction Rebellion's tactics from delayed drivers on Twitter to newspaper columnists. Its supporters have been criticized as environmental fanatics who plan to ruin thousands of holidays and risks alienating thousands of potential supporters. April's London protests cost the police an extra 7.5 million pounds, according to the Metro Police Commissioner Cressida Dick. Extinction Rebellion says anyone angered by its protests should find out more about the severity of the ecological and climate crisis. It has also defended causing criminal damage, such as smashing windows. It says such tactics are sometimes necessary and that it is super careful not to put anyone at risk. So this is actually just the tip of the Thunberg, the Greta Thunberg. My message is that we'll be watching you. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words, and yet I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering, people are dying, entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction, and all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? All right, Greta Thunberg, calm down. Sheesh. Woo. Those are tough words from a 16-year-old who is basically talking to the leaders of the world at a UN uh, meeting that happened a while ago, I believe, in New York. So all of this is happening right here, right now. Greta Thunberg, Extinction Rebellion. But before we give you our two cents, we're going to play a song. You drive me crazy. I think I like it. Wake up with a smile, fall asleep fighting It isn't healthy, but it's exciting You drive me crazy, I think I like it I'm drowning in the deep end, baby I like how the bubbles look I'm drowning in the deep end, baby I like how the bubbles look Till the bubbles gone, you don't even double take Yes, that you feed me, give me tummy aches Still I eat it all, beg you for a second place Smile while you screaming at me, now that's how I meditate Sinking, 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 don't you pick me up You got me thinking, thinking, thinking that I'm hideous Tell you, tell me I'm not, you were just mad I hit the bottom, then you start reeling me back Please no, I don't wanna breathe this air again Pull the hook out, please throw me back in Wherever is deepest, I can't swim I don't wanna see your ass again You drive me crazy, I think I like it Wake up with a smile, fall asleep fighting This isn't healthy, but it's exciting You drive me crazy, I think I like it 
drowning in the deep end, baby. I like how the bubbles look. I'm drowning in the deep end, baby. I like how the bubbles look. Tearing through my clothes, looking for a clue. My favorite t shirt got torn in two. Digging through my pockets, looking for receipts. This is like a horror show, but every night it's on repeat. Pick the phone up, like, don't you ever call me beep. Right after that, I text you like, I'm sorry, please, 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 please. I didn't mean it. I took the blame. Why you leaving? Why you leaving? Please, no. I don't wanna breathe this air again. Pull the hook out, please throw me back in. Wherever is deepest, I can't swim. I just wanna see your ass again. You drive me crazy. I think I like it. Wake up with a smile. Fall asleep fighting. It isn't healthy. But it's exciting. You drive me crazy. I think I like it. I'm drowning in the deep end, baby. I like how the bubbles look. I'm drowning in the deep end, baby. I like how the bubbles look. That's Ryan Caravio, Bubbles. Good song. So Greta Thunberg, uh, getting in front of world leaders and basically harping on them saying you stole my future what are your thoughts um i think that it's i think it's good for her to actually stand up and say what she wants to say and feels and is very passionate about and that that might motivate more young people to feel they can also you know action some of the issues surrounding climate change um so I do think that she's doing a good job by actually, you know, speaking out about something that she she feels is affecting not just her, but the whole world around her. Right. I, I have a different stance. I think there's enough crybabies in the world. I think there's enough people saying, you know, that are so passionate. Keep your passion. That's great. Bring, if you want to come to the table, bring a plan. That's what we need. We don't need more passionate people. There's plenty of passionate people chaining themselves to railway cars and making a complete mockery of this movement, I think. But what we need is somebody who, who really has a plan, who understands what it is to grow up in this day and age. She's 16. I've been on this planet twice as long as her. I know how hard life is. I've known and experienced things that she won't experience for a very long time. Like what it was like when the U.S. was going through a recession and I just got out of college with loans and how hard it was to find a job, how important a good economy was. Because if I'm going to prioritize my problems of what's going to kill me first, mass extinction sounds pretty bad. I don't want that to happen. But on an individual level, I don't think there's a whole lot I can do to motivate everybody to do what I want them to do. What I can do, though, is try to get a good job so that I can maybe donate some money to a cause and also be able to take care of my family if I one day have one. That's something that I think a lot of people are thinking. And I think it was heralded by the guy that was yelling in the video that was posted um, uh, of these protesters basically getting on top of trains and somebody yelled at them. They said, hey, man, 
I have a kid I have to get home to. I have a job. I sympathize with those people because that's me. Yeah, I do agree. I don't think that it's really necessary to link climate change with an economy because obviously we still need an economy to function in order to actually be able to fund a lot of things that are needed to bring climate change maybe into some realm of control. Um, And I don't, I personally don't agree that that's necessarily the way forward to be taking that argument either. Um, And I think if you're talking about climate change, it is important to just look at what the problems are and then how to go about the solution. Um, Obviously, none of us have an exact solution. We can all come up with lots of different ideas, but maybe it's about, you know, like... um, But I also... Can I interject here? Go on. I think that on top of uh, how you go about trying to find the solution isn't laying down in the middle of streets in London causing traffic jams or getting on top of railway cars or being 16 years old when you should be in school and addressing world leaders who have probably all been to college, at least, probably some Ivy Leagues, very well educated, more so than I think Greta, and also with a lot more experts at their side because they're world leaders. It's like listening to somebody who is maybe on some level a bit fanatic, but we can understand because she's young, but she's going and she's talking about the world ending to people that would know it best and they don't seem super worried. Or maybe they just realize, little girl, Rome wasn't built in a day. These things can't change overnight. There's a lot of privatized stuff that we can't interfere in because once we do, it's no longer privatized. For things to grow economically, we can't just interject and force businesses to our will. Suddenly, they can't afford to stay in business. Suddenly, layoffs start happening. Suddenly, that snowball cripples your economy for good. The thing is, before we act on any of these things, but the passion is there. That's good. I'm happy about it. We need this world to be a better place. But whatever move we make next, we need to think about it. We need to study it. We need to look at the outcomes. We need to not lay in the streets. We need to not tie ourselves to things. We need to be in libraries. We need to be in schools, in classes, educating ourselves about the problem. That's how it gets solved, in my opinion. Maybe, too, it, you, what you were saying just made me think of something that actually it is a lot of big businesses and corporations that are able to make big steps towards reducing a lot of emissions and a lot of waste because that's where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And maybe it would actually be better to not even address business leaders, but to work in collaboration with them. For instance, we've got one initiative in London at the moment where they're taking um, the excess fumes from right. the Northern Line and then using them to repower houses in the area. Great initiative. I like it. I like that stuff too, but we need time to figure that out. If you want to get rid of planes, which, you know... Uh, the BBC was saying for them to realistically get the needs that they want, that is the Extinction Rebellion, the things that they want done by 2025, we'd have to drastically decrease planes. We don't have necessarily the technology to not have planes that run off of jet fuel. I mean, it's just not economical yet. And then on top of that, even if we did, for cars, 
like electric cars. There's not an infrastructure in place for people to realistically drive like in the US yet. Ford is about to install one that's supposedly gonna be the biggest electric infrastructure. But these things, again, take time and we need to be patient. And the last thing we need is a bunch of hysterical folks running around saying the end is nigh. That's not how we fix these problems. We fix them by staying calm, by instead of heralding the problems, heralding solutions and ideas like you're mentioning. But keep in mind that even if we changed from jet fuel tomorrow, that might put my dad out of work. He works in oil. That might put a lot of good souls out of work. And that's why if we change things, we need to make sure that the people that aren't necessarily us, but our brothers and sisters in the industries related to oil or whatnot that might be on some level part of the problem, have a job in the future. Yeah, Protect talking. our brothers and sisters. Talking of which, um, I did see in the paper not that long ago, just an advert, that BP are, go, are starting to use waste as fuel for planes. So even if there are companies like, you know, like your dad working in oil, if they make the transfer over to, you know, reusable or biodegradable, they'd still have a job. I would, I would hope so. Yeah. Um, but regardless, I think the thing here is that with Extinction Rebellion, uh, my two cents here is that with Extinction Rebellion and, and Greta Thunberg, Greta, I think you're a very cute little girl and I think what you did was very brave. But I, I don't think you understand everything that's at risk. The jobs, the reason why a strong economy needs to be promised to the people by world leaders, and how we move forward with a strong economy and solving this problem. The thing is, I'll say it again, Rome wasn't built in a day, but Rome is one of those civilizations like Egypt, like China, that has not been forgotten thousands of years after it existed because it was so special. So if we want to do something so special, we need to take the time. We need to think about it, and we need to make sure that wherever we move next, uh, that people are protected. You know, I think one good thing about Extinction Rebellion is because it's been happening in so many countries all over the world, um, it highlights that in order to solve this problem, we do need to work together. And I think that is one thing that at least it's highlighting is this is a united effort. It's not one country or one group of people. It's got to be everyone. I, I see. I disagree with you again. I think the Extinction Rebellion is is like children that are going on top of trains, chaining themselves to stuff, lying in the middle of the streets. You're not solving anybody's problems, but actually making more. Go clean the streets. Show us how much you care. There's a lot of trash all over the place. Let's see you start with that. Do something. Don't just lay in a street until police officers kick you out. Don't make the government and the taxpayers pay 7.5 million pounds to the police to deal with your childish antics. That's not making anybody's life better. And it's not making this uh, climate change problem any better. And breaking windows in New York, damaging property. Nobody's going to understand that. If you want people to support you, I think the best way you show us 
are the best way you do that is you show us. You go out in the streets, you clean the trash, you give people hugs. You know, you come to the stage with solutions. Everybody contributes something. That's how the world changes. This is where I broke my wrist. Where I thought I could fly, thinking I was Superman. So you know you can't cry, because I wanted to be just like them. And save my city from crime. I wanted to be just like them, just like them, just like them. Campbell's chicken noodle soup. When you stay home from school, remember watching MTV When there was still music for you, just a kid on Joyous Street From my city built in the sand, my father said you'll be a man, be a man, be a man It's just not real And Batman can't fly And nobody's invincible Because I know people die I saw it on the news one day When the towers fell down September's not the same place now Same place now, same place now Now tell me what you wanna be Because you grow up too fast I'll cut my hair and sag my jeans Never show up to class Get ready cause it's time to leave So pack up your bags And go be who you wanna be Wanna be, wanna be to the end of today's Hutong Hero. It was a tough one. We talked about something that all of us are invested in, all of us really care about, and all of us want a solution to. Let's just make sure we do it the right way. Too right. Well said. And on that note, that's the end of the show. Don't forget to subscribe. <laughs>